TNG, Deep Space Nine, and then right at the very end was uh, Voyager, right? That was the sequence. And Enterprise came after Voyager, but uh, yeah. we don't talk about Enterprise. No. It's like Enterprise and Bruno. Enterprise. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Welcome back, episode 27. Yeah, man, we're well past half a year. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, clicking play, clicking download, and just, you know, sharing your time with us. We have a great crew tonight. Um, we got T-Money. Welcome back, my man. Good to be back. Good to have you, man. Hope you saved some lives or at least prevented tragedies from happening, maybe. Tosh, what's going on, babe? Not much, just glad it's the end of another work week. Look at that. I really am. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand that. Quincy, what's going on, man? Hakuna Matata. Uh, Yeah, everything is uh, is good. I'm glad the week's over. I dig it. Rob, man, I've never seen your house lit up. And actually, you're in Nevada, and we're on the East Coast. And so your house is like totally sunshine right now yeah it's been a very off and on week it, we had like 90 mile an hour winds on monday and then it was a little bit nicer on tuesday then it was really hot on wednesday and now it's going back to being crappy and it was supposed to snow this weekend <laughs> y'all need to like elsa's out there mad she's causing all these never mind megan welcome back <laughs> let it go <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Welcome back. You feeling better? I am. I'm back. I am back. Hi. <laughs> I'm good. Fresh off an injury, Great. but I'm here. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Um, Mike, when you hear this, man, our uh, thoughts go out to you, man. Hopefully everything works out out there. You live east of me, and you guys got a really, really bad storm, so hopefully you guys can recover from that. And Jay, get better, man. We need you. And everybody on the Halo show needs you because you're the chief. He looks like the chief, right? He, Rob, you, you agree with me, right? He looks like the, <laughs> the captain dude. Yeah, yeah, the big admiral or whoever he is. Yeah. But, man, we got a moon night. Come on, people. And everybody's shaking their head like, oh, my gosh. We've waited this whole time for moon night to pay off and we got from what i can guess like probably four minutes and 45 or <laughs> 47 of actual moon night on the screen this episode and uh did we series is over with yeah. say what was he on that did much we even get that much because we got a lot of mr the the the, the steven one yeah i don't i'm disappointed it was good Aesthetically, the last episode was was uh, it felt it was pretty, but it felt rushed because everything just happened so daggone fast. Um, wow the what was her name with the uh, Layla the wings? Yeah, Layla. she was awesome. That's Quincy's girl. Yeah, yeah, she was, yeah, she was great. Best part she of the was show. On point. The best part of the show. 
I can agree with that. I just I was disappointed because I expected more, and it had a post credit scene, which if you haven't seen it, explains a lot about the small losses of memory that both of those gentlemen had. I'm not happy, but I will accept it. What do you think, Quincy? Uh, part of the 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 frown, the story behind the frown with me coming on. I was reading the review for uh, Moon Knight, and I was wondering if I was watching the same show because it was being glorified on hand. I was just really confused. Uh, it's funny. Isaac's was really good. Like I won't I won't take that from it, but the overall story, like you know. Moon Knight flying around and like I, I just just a lot of it's I felt like I felt like what they did in the last episode could have been done maybe th- two or three episodes ago. I, I I mean, yeah, I agree. It could have happened three episodes ago <laughs> like, and finished off so strong because there was so much more that that one episode felt like what they did to Game of Thrones in the last season. It was also kind of like the end of WandaVision, where it's just them in the sky shooting lasers at each other. Except for this time, you had a kaiju battle in the background. That was bizarre. (laughs) It was like like Godzilla King of the Monsters. They just can't finish these shows. I don't know what it is. They They start strong. I thought Loki's finale was probably the best out of all of them. I think so. I agree. It had a knot in the end of that rope, or, you know, to either end it or give you something to hold on to. And and then they're like disputing whether or not they're going to have a second season. Like I don't, I don't see how you can just leave it how it is. Like I would, as much as I'm disappointed in how it wrapped up, like uh, I would be kind of upset if they didn't follow the season up because yeah. everything's like you've gone through the origin story, you've explained everything. Maybe we get some more action in the second season. Yeah. So. That's you know, all I got to say about it, really. And did Layla give back like her powers? Like, cause... no, she's an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it, and, that, and that's where I'm hung is that she's an avatar. Yeah, and she's yeah. carrying that, but that yeah. was never Tyrette's avatar. Yeah, it was never finished off. You know, but why then and now she had the she like she was chosen to be right an avatar like she like, liked the outfit. <laughs> she was like, you know, Layla, oh, she... I look hot. No, Layla was like a she was like IHOP after bar hopping all night long. <laughs> That's what it was, is that the hippopotamus treated her like that and she said, Listen, you're here? Let's make this happen. It's like that's just the way that I look at it. I like the character, but I hated the way that they just like ramrodded that right into that show. It was, you know, one thing. So <laughs> what do you think, Rob? You good? Yeah, you know. I think most everything leading up to the battle was all right. Um, I like them. You know, we saw Steven fall out of the boat and then um, Mark went and did the field of reeds and he's like, you know what? Never mind. And then jumps off the boat, grabs him. And then, okay, now we're back in the real, real. Okay, whatever. And now, uh, now Ethan Hawke is here shooting purple lasers and, <laughs> I did like the effect of how they swapped between the two personalities mid fight. That was, that was a cool effect. I did enjoy that. Um, that Some of the kaiju stuff in the background. Yeah. 
some of the kaiju stuff in the background was funny, although I don't understand why it was necessary. And was that just something that was ethereally happening in the background that nobody else could see? Or was that kind of a visual representation of the battle between Ethan Hawke's character and uh, Oscar Isaacs? I don't understand exactly. Me neither. It lost me too. Right there. It's like, are these people actually seeing these small houses tumble around, you know, them? Or is it just... Yeah. And then we wake, they wake up in... The guy's head? Are they in their own heads? Are they in Jake's head? Which one is it? <laughs> I'm that the everything after that I'm totally confused by. And yeah. and what happened and what happened to Ethan Hawk? Like did did he actually die? Like is it I don't understand I don't know. I No. That's how that I mean, that's how I looked at it and I was laughing because, you know, you know, you gotta put on the suit, you know, the battle is big villain and everything and then they shot him at the end you know it's like like why didn't somebody do this I, I don't know maybe he was depowered or something at that point but you know it's just weird i don't know yeah it's like how kingpin got killed and you know maybe he's not dead maybe he just oh my got God. well they're doing Did an they echo tv do... show wait you just mentioned the kingpin did they what did they both get taken out the same way and yeah, then the show like uh, yeah. uh, yep, off camera shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you feel like Terrence? What do you think, man? Um, I'll put it to you like this. Uh, at a certain point, I looked up and Layla had wings, and I had no idea how that happened <laughs> because I was looking down at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just to ask guys truth, I just I just kind of lost interest at some point because it was another one of those Disney Plus shows where you get to the, the last episode and you just go, uh, I don't know how they're going to wrap this. this like, it's only, for, wait, wait, it was like, what, 42, 43, 44 minutes, something like that. And you're like, yep. seems like there's a lot of stuff they got to they gotta get through. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I just kind of lost interest in the way they were going about it. And I just started, you know, checking Facebook messages, looking at Instagram. <laughs> Next thing I know, there's a kaiju battle. And I'm like, this ain't what Moon Knight is about. <laughs> Moon, and, like, for real, was it even really a Moon Knight show? It was the it was the Mark and Steven show. I mean, like, I, like Oscar's great. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I don't know. It just kind of it started to lose me. After a while, and the and the way they left it, like I like in the, you know, at the post credit scene, like you finally got confirmation of a uh, Jake Lockley, but now the, like it seems that everyone associated with the show is saying, yeah, there's definitely not going to be a season two. I don't know how you pick up that thread anywhere else, but in another season of Moon Knight, like if you just or if if you just don't pick this up ever again and just leave it at, at that, that's very unsatisfactory if you never pick this up anywhere else so yeah. i'm just left thoroughly um disappointed in it like there were there were very good things like i said oscar oscar isaac he was great i like the layla character but i think as a whole there were a lot of things that just did not come together and you definitely needed more moon knight in your moon knight show <laughs> yep yep it's like getting chicken noodle soup with 
no chicken and no noodles. <laughs> That's how I felt. It was, it was, it was, you know, the, the Mark and Steven show. Tosh, you catch up? You good? I did. I finished it all. And what'd you think? I am disappointed. For, for, I'm severely disappointed. I, I was like everyone else has been saying, I've been wanting to see more of the actual Moon Knight character, more fighting and things like that. But it just seemed more like a trip in Mark and Steven's head and trying to figure out their multiple personality disorder. And episode, honestly, I don't know how it is that episodes one and two were just so good. And then it just started going downhill ever since. And when I finally caught up with episode five, I'm looking at this show and I'm like, I don't want to watch anymore if I'm not <laughs> going to get any more Moon Knight. And I was like, but there's only one episode left, so I'll stick with it. But they lost me with the whole mental institution going, getting scales balanced and, you know, basically the the afterlife stuff. It was interesting but i feel like if we had a longer season then we could have incorporated that kind of information um one thing i i noticed was when layla finally became the avatar of the hippo god whose name i'm not remembering when she burst through the wall and she did her pose her hair was like full and curly and looked so nice (laughs) and then every scene afterward I'm like what happened to her hair it's just flat (laughs) like it's still curly but it looked like she rolled out from basically the underground tomb I'm like what happened to her her hair just looking nice and curly and full and I was like okay so they basically did it up for that one shot Mm -hmm. um um overall i want to say for out of all the disney plus shows this is probably in the bottom three for me i've it was good don't get me wrong but i'm i'm disappointed with how the whole the show was as a whole it it was just i feel like they could have done much better and with the time, I don't. I'm not going to ignore the faces of those who saw Doctor Strange already, but with the timing of this show ending and then Doctor Strange coming out, I'm like, okay, so there's clearly no multiverse thing happening. Where the timing, you you know, Marvel strategically does things. So I was surprised that to. there was no. True, true. I was I was just surprised there was no tie-in to Multiverse of Madness. It seems like. WandaVision and Loki were the only two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, when they, they messed with the whole, the the sky and they rolled the clock back, I thought that would have an effect, mm-hmm. but apparently it didn't. Man, this, uh, I guess overall, pretty much disappointed in the ending, you know. Yeah. So, uh, sure. how many of these shows have they done? Disney Plus? What has it been, six uh, or five? Uh... WandaVision, six. Uh, Ca- <clears throat> Falcon, Falcon Soldier, Soldier what if? Hawkeye, What If, um, Loki, Loki. Night, Loki. Oh, said Loki. Six? six. Yeah. Hawk, what uh, would y'all give Hawk, all these right? shows so far? Yeah. Like, like, like overall, like a o- grade. Overall? C plus? Yeah, like okay, all. out of six, I'd give them a 50. B minus. 
Because I liked What If. Uh-oh. Oh, I liked uh, Hawkeye and I liked uh, Falcon and the Soldier overall. WandaVision is in that four spot because of how they tied it up at the end. Wait, what's, no, what's, no. Your, no, what's mm-hmm. your number one then? Oh, Falcon and the Soldier. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just like buddy cop stuff. Yeah. That's just me. I don't know. Like don't I, I don't know. I don't, don't know if me. I could I don't know if I could deem these like they're all okay. Yeah. Like they're just okay. For the amount of money they are paying per episode, <laughs> it should be better. That's 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 the thing. They are they have immense talent. Like all the actors are phenomenal. And they're giving mm-hmm. them these short plots with a lot of it, none of it has like, like that meat. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're giving us, they're even in those, those like six to eight episodes of every time. That's what I want. <laughs> they're giving us filler in six to eight episodes. You need to give us a good storyline and information about these people instead of like. Like Moon Knight, you had a whole episode in his head. Like, if if that was like a if that had been Agents of Shield, where there was twenty two episodes, it would have been fine because yeah. we could have gotten more information, more information. But was it necessary? I don't even think that episode would have been necessary. You could have used that like ten minutes of that. And and yeah. gotten the same effect if you used cre- like proper creative writing. I just don't think they have the writers that right now that are strong enough to give a solid yeah. plot if they're going to have these short seasons. Yeah, That's I would love to know who wrote the first two, and then who wrote and directed the last four, because I don't know if they're all the same. Because I know they like to switch out directors and stuff like that. The writers may be the same. So I have a follow-up question for for all of you. So it's six shows, right? The the grouping, what we have so far versus what Netflix was on Netflix. Like if you had to go A Netflix, B Disney Plus shows, like which way are you going? Netflix. Going A. Netflix every time. Netflix. Yeah. Even like that includes Iron Fist. You get including Iron Fist. Including Iron Fist yeah. and Defenders. <laughs> including that dumbass the, the, uh, I am and <laughs> I am Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. Yeah, including that dumbass is better because you had strong you had strong writing in it. You had yeah. you had interesting characters. It just I don't know what Kevin Feige is doing right now, but he's he's it's almost like he's screwing it up on uh, the MCU up on purpose in order to like revive it at some point or redo like it's just it hasn't it hasn't been the same. I mean, uh, that's just my well, my take on it is that the writers at Netflix were hungry. They were hungrier and they wanted a good story because they were writing Marvel characters and I'm pretty sure it was in the water that, you know, Disney's going to absorb Marvel when all this is going on. And so they were trying to grab the attention of people and they did it. And then you get the writers at Marvel that, let me preface this by saying you're doing a better job than I could, but I think that you got to that level of writing and then you're like, all right, I'm going to write two hot ass episodes, maybe three. 
and then I'm going to lay it down, and I'm just cruise on through the rest of it. I think also the thing is with Netflix, there was a lot more leeway because Feige had no control over what they did. He was just like, well, since I don't really acknowledge what you guys are doing, like, yeah, you got the license, but I got no control over what you do, so you guys can do whatever you want. So those guys did whatever they wanted to do and just focused on writing a good story, whereas since Feige's got control of this, he has, at, at the end of the day... He's got say over what happened, so he goes, okay, yeah, okay, this story's nice, but it's got to fit into what we're doing down the line, so change this, this, and that, and make sure that this fits into this box for this next movie that we got coming out. So everything's got to fit together into this puzzle box so that it leads into this next project that's coming out. So it kind of... it. it, it hamstrings the writers. Yeah, it, it hamstrings the writers. They they might have like, things they want to do that's that serve the characters and stories better, but then they can't do it because they're playing it safer on Disney Plus. Yeah, they got they got to play it safer because it's got to fit into Feige's grand plan. <clears throat> and also, there's you know they can't be they can't do as uh, things as mature as they did on on Netflix. They gotta you know they they gotta play it safe. They got they got to fit that Disney mold. Yeah, I, I was even heard that they had to um, change some of the themes in the Obi Wan show because they said it was too dark. What? Wow. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense, but considering the timing it takes place, it's before A New Hope. It's when everything is at its bleakest. But apparently, it was too dark for the <laughs> the heads at Disney. Yeah. But I'm sure all. that goes into account for all of these shows as well. They can't have their themes too dark because it doesn't match the brand that Disney wants to put out in the world. Yeah, they still want that that shiny, you know, happy to everybody type of feel. With this show being done now, it's, it's going to sound a little... Uh, what's a good way to put it? I'm just going to say it. I'm honestly concerned about the next coming shows, Miss Marvel and She-Hulk. I really, you know, those were two, another two characters that I'm not really familiar with and would be excited to get to know. But with the way that these shows are going, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy them as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I raised the same question last week asking if we were concerned about Miss Marvel and the Marvels, you know, in the future, the way that things are turning with, you know, the way they're handling the shows with the writers and stuff like that. I mean, but Miss Marvel, at least with. No, go ahead. You no, know, Miss Marvel might not even be for me because it's it's focused for like teen kids. Like it's more of a teenager show. It might not be something that I would particularly watch. So, so yeah, I mean that one. I forgot all about She Hulk, and yeah, that I, I guess I would be concerned about that one too. Um, I wonder which way they'll go with that show. And with Miss Marvel, it could be that they're just introducing this character and then maybe tying it into the Miss Marvel's movie that's coming out because she's supposed to be in that. So we might get something along the lines of Loki where it kind of ended up tying into a multiverse thing that led into Doctor Strange. We may have Miss Marvel show tie up and then lead into the second Captain Marvel movie or the the Marvel's movie. Yeah. But for She-Hulk, I have no idea if that's just going to be another thing that they're playing with, like Moon Knight, or if that's going to end up being something in the grand scheme of things. Because 
is uh, She-Hulk um, the properties for that under the same umbrella as the Incredible Hulk? Is it Universal? That's a good Where question. They, they're very limited to what they can do? I question. honestly don't know. I think since Universal has distribution rights on the Hulk, they wouldn't have an entire show on Disney+. Plus. They would, I don't think Universal would allow that if they still had the rights like that. Okay. I think their distribution rights only extend to movies, like theatrical movies. They have distribution rights for movies only. As far as TV shows, they got nothing. Okay. Yep. It make me it make it make me think about the next couple shows too, Tosh. I brought the same up, same question up last week, and Quincy had the same rebuttal that that Megan had. It's pretty much, are we the target demographic for Miss Marvel? Granted, yeah, we are the bill payers. Generationally, we are the bill payers. But they're trying to grab a whole other audience to continue their growth and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. And I never thought about you know, She-Hulk, just like you said, like Quincy said. I haven't thought about She-Hulk because it's like a small blip on the radar right now. You know, We all want it to happen. It's going to happen. I, I think if they're going to go this way, they, maybe they need to pick the characters better like moon knight doesn't seem like a safe like kids character to me like i like that that character might have worked on um on netflix <clears throat> yeah I, I think whoever is background that would have been better on netflix um like if you're gonna do like like wandavision was kind of okay for uh disney plus it just didn't finish strongly uh winter soldier 2 i like that one uh, you know that one was hot and cold for me but loki was good i thought on um on disney plus i hate it what if um and i thought <laughs> hawkeye was uh, i thought hawkeye was okay too just didn't finish it all these are like they have moments and like high points but they just yeah. they just fall short of the finish line yeah to me but i yeah. think when you know disney had their whole i think they a few months ago like over like a few months a year or so ago they were like definitely going to have a category that are is for kids and then we're going to have the category for young adults and then for adults and these shows aren't built for the kids maybe you know i you know 100 i agree with you guys that miss marvel is going to be targeted for a demographic like what 25 to 12 or something like that i'm going to watch it i mean it's not going to be something that really resonates with me for sure but you know it's going to be something that i check out and i just don't want subpar writing to influence the future comic you know generation you know yeah. what i mean they're gonna be like oh this is this is what i have to look forward to this is what people you know my uh, uncles and aunts and dads encourage me to read you trying to push me to this it's like no don't do that put it like to your point it's like normally after like a character has finally seen the light of day like on a film or a tv show like comic book sales kind of go up i don't know if moon knight like if you weren't reading it before you're going oh let me Go back and get some some past issues and dig them up. It would make l less sense than it already does, you know, if you read the books now. Yeah, it didn't. The scales weren't tipped. Okay, <laughs> they were. It's like whatever. Exactly, <laughs> man. Stand on a small screen. I know Rob brought it up earlier. We we're talking about Obi Wan and how some of the writing had to get changed because it was too dark. And the newest trailer dropped a few days ago. And it, it was beautiful. I mean, it looked, it's, okay, let me put it this way. How pretty can you make Tatooine? 
not too much, but it was still a nice trailer because you knew it. You know, if you've watched any of the Star Wars stuff before, you see that, you know, you land on Tatooine about once every three rolls of the dice, you're going to end up on Tatooine. And so they made it look good. It looked very classic. And I'm looking forward to the action. It looks like it's, you know, handled well. Um, that's next week. Is it next week? No, it's that the end drops. of the month. <clears throat> end of the month. Okay, end of the month. But I, I dug it. And hopefully it's not too dark for, you know, little Jedis to watch, man. Just okay. I, I, like, <laughs> I like the trailer. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh uh, Ewan, am I saying his name right? What's his first name? Ewan, Ewan McGregor? Ewan, yeah, Obi-Wan. Okay, uh, yeah, McGregor. Uh, I liked him a lot in the prequels. And, like, uh, I liked uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's probably my favorite out of yeah. those prequels. And it was just tragic just to see uh, Anakin's fall and everything. And, you know, the little line about, you know, the boy must be trained. And he's like, like, you did his father. And it's just, it kind of, it hits you right there. It's like, oh. You know what he said to Anakin, like I failed you. You know, yeah. you, you know, like it's little stuff in that third movie that I like I really liked, and it kind of like, uh, you know, it, it tugged on the heartstrings there, seeing his fall, you know, and like how they ended up where they were in those uh, original movies. Like I'm looking forward to it. Like I just hope, I hope it's good. The Star Wars movies, uh, Star Wars movies, excuse me, Star Wars shows have been. Uh, I'm not even gonna say a mixed bag, you know. I'm gonna say half of the season of Boba Fett was no good. Uh, the Mandalorian me, season was the best part of Boba Fett. <laughs> yes, it was. So, like, I'm optimistic uh, on these. I, I can't wait to see that either. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be tuned in. Okay, <laughs> Megan, what do you think? You, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. No, no, All I right. have. It's been a busy week for me. <laughs> Understood. T, I know you, you busy too. Nothing, nothing uh, yeah. is Megan. Promise. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it it looks gorgeous, like you said. It it, it looks phenomenal. So, um, hoping the the show lives up to the trailer. I hope we don't get Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I like I, I've stated before. I've seen enough of Tatooine, but obviously from the trailer we see there, there's going to be some other locations, and just really looking forward to it because Ewan McGregor was greatly underserved by those prequel movies, especially the Phantom Menace. He, you know, he he got a he, you know he got a little more material in the other two movies, Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith, and you know he you know he he got some. He got some some good scenes, and especially Revenge of the Sith, where you know he's, he's yelling at Anakin, you know, uh, you were my brother, Anakin. So I'm looking forward to him, you know, getting some much better material to work off of because George Lucas really didn't do him any favors with the movies. He was really underserved. He's a great actor, so looking forward to it. Um, can't wait. And uh, are we? Well, I guess it's something we'll we'll talk about later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Rob. I know you're the one that posted the first on the uh, on the board. On, on Surprisingly the board. enough, me yeah. being on the West Coast, I'm always the last person to see everything. But <laughs> to T's point about great actors, Hayden Christensen is actually a very good actor. He just did not have very good things to work with in those movies. So I'm excited to see him come back, most likely in in flashbacks or or in memories or or Jedi visions with uh, with Obi Wan considering their connection and uh they did show i'm pretty sure that's the same trailer at the very end that showed vader right or they they at least hinted towards vader 
Yeah, they put his arm on and they uh, were assembling him. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I, this. This was probably the one I'm most anticipated seeing ever since, like, it first got teased. How many years ago? I think it was probably one of the first Star Wars shows they were going to make, but then it got kind of, you know, yeah, delayed with everything else. But yeah, ever since they teased the the idea of bringing you and back and uh, being Obi Wan again, that's the most uh, anticipated one I've I've been waiting for. So. I'm happy this is out in a couple weeks. Me too. Hey, Tosh, any input on this? I'm pretty sure that you can say no. But I, I didn't me. watch it. No. No. I don't know. It. I don't even know if I'll watch it. I'm. I haven't. The only Star Wars thing I've watched new to Disney Plus is Visions. I didn't and they're watch coming out with a comic. Else. No, is it a comic or an anime they're coming out with? A Visions. comic. I think a, a manga. Comic. Yeah. A manga. Mm-hmm. All right. I knew it was some kind of connection there. I knew it was. Oh, man. So let's move on to stay on the small screen. Young Justice. Tasha, since you're already on here, let's talk about some Young Justice stuff. Okay. So we are on, uh, we just had episode 21. So we're very close to the finish line for this uh, season four. Uh, this week's episode was titled Odyssey of Death. I think I've said it for the last several weeks now. I, Quincy pretty much nailed it that the secret code is probably going to be invitation to kneel before Zod. So I'm probably not going to uh, reveal the secret code at the beginning of each episode until maybe the second to last or very last episode at this point. Um. So this episode, I believe, kind of ends Rocket's arc. We got a little bit of Zantana um, with her trying to figure out what exactly she saw with Superboy's, quote, ghost um, from the end of her arc where she was sending the bus back and she wanted to know, you know, what the kids have gone through with all the time jumping stuff. And she said she thought she saw Superboy. So she had, I believe her name is Madame Xanadu, uh, tried to summon Connor's spirit, but Madame Xanadu couldn't find it. Um, and then Zantana went to Dr. Fate and they tried to gather a whole bunch of magicians to cast a, a spell, it seems, to try to find his spirit and they couldn't locate him. So they came up with the conclusion that Superboy must not be dead. He just might be missing somewhere. Um, that's pretty much all we got from uh, Zantana's point. So back to with what's happening on New Genesis, Rocket and oh man, Orion. 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 Or see, I knew I would mess that up because it sounded so similar to Orion from. The Aqualad arc. Yeah, Aqualad. Just remember Orion in his Sorry. big red pajamas. <laughs> um, so we saw that Lorzod finally got his hands on the Phantom Zone projector. Uh, they managed to charge it up and open the portal. And I looked at my screen. I was like, oh, yay. We're finally getting Superboy to come back through the portal. No. <laughs> Quincy, please tell me you were just as frustrated as I was when Superboy was just so close to the portal and then the portal closed. 
Yeah, it was like right at right when it closed. I think everyone kind of realized what was going on because uh, what was that? Saturn girl felt uh, the other girl on the other side, and like mm-hmm. uh, I thought they were coming through too. And it's uh, yeah, I thought Phantom Girl would wake up and yeah. like get them through the portal like quick. No, um, so. We have. <sighs> you said five. Five. Oh, oh episodes left. Yeah, uh, episodes left. Oh yeah, no, I'm trying. I don't remember his name. Cool. And I don't have my notes. It's the Green Lantern that looks like a bird. Tomar. Yes. Tamar. Something. Like Tomari. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Sp- Spoilers, guys. He died. And yeah, he died trying to stop the portal from being open. And there was some kind of, oh, uh, Quincy, help me out here. You're going to have to cover this section with what Laura Zod ended up generating that big colossal thing that came out of the ground with uh, the twister f- fire uh, thing. Prometheum. Uh, Matthew. Um dropped a, a link in the in the group um, because I meant to look that up and I did not have a chance this week uh, it looked like I, I was not familiar with this like um, if Jay was actually here he's more or even you um, uh, Robert like new new guy new Genesis stuff like I'm not like that strong in I don't know I didn't know if that was something that pertained to uh, something on new Genesis but mm-hmm. um Matthew dropped a link, and he it showed the image of uh, this creature in the Adventures of Superman. And I remember when I looked at the link, it was uh, uh, if, if you guys remember this episode, it was this giant that the same creature. It was on the bottom of like an asteroid, and Superman was uh, uh, they were trying to destroy the monster, but the heat was actually giving it energy. And it looked like the same creature. I looked at the link briefly uh, earlier today, but uh, Matthew, uh, shout out to Matthew, dropped the link on that. I am not familiar mm-hmm. with that creature. Yeah, it was, I wasn't expecting this huge thing to come out of the ground. It made me think of the God from the Eternals. It wasn't that big. Like the movie, the Marvel. Oh, the Eternals. Celestial? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that big, but that's what it reminded me of. Um, so... The Green Lantern. Tamar. Tamar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to stop. It looked like the. Like a cylinder of fire. And he was trying to send it out into space so that New Genesis wouldn't get destroyed. As he was doing that, Lord Zod shot him in the back with his laser vision. And that's how he died. Oh, he's um, a cheater. So, well, he first had, he put up a shield behind him, but he realized he couldn't hold the shield and contain the the fire. So he decided to sacrifice himself so that he wouldn't feel like he failed another planet from getting destroyed. Um, when he died, his ring came off and went to the female forager bug. So we have a... New Genesis Forager Green Lantern. I don't know if that's comic book canon. Probably not. But, 
I thought it was cool um, that I see a female Green Lantern for the first time. Um, yeah, t- typically when a Green Lantern dies, their ring goes back to the sector that they're from and re- gets a replacement from their sector. It doesn't just go to the nearest person with their highest willpower. Oh, then that might have upset a few people with this episode. Then. <laughs> I thought it was, I wasn't expecting it. So when it happened, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me let me think. I believe the episode also ended with <clears throat> the Green Lantern, the Justice League, and the new guys from New Genesis coming into agreement that they would help fight against Darkseid, yeah. um, which was what Rocket initially went to New Genesis to do, was to have that summit. So it ended with them having the agreement. Mm-hmm. And we also had... Saturn Girl and the Changeling Boy. I fr- Chameleon Boy. That's what his name is. I really should have wrote my notes. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was, because I, I feel like sometimes, just short tangent, sometimes I feel like I'm missing the episode when I keep having to stop and write a note. Or if I'm letting it play and write in the note, I'm missing something and I'm not engaged. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch. I should be able to remember this. No, I don't. (laughs) Um, So Saturn Girl and Chameleon Boy in the previous episode or the episode before enlisted the help of current Kid Flash, Bart, to try to figure out uh, how to stop Lorzod. So they were in Bioship, went to New Genesis. They were getting ready to um, stop everything that was going on. And then Lorzod and Mantis got on Bioship and said, get us out of here or I'm snapping Saturn Girl's neck because he got Saturn Girl hostage. So they went off before Rocket could realize that they were there and they almost got Superboy out. It was it was so many close calls of Saturn Girl and Chameleon Boy getting fa- um, Phantom Girl out, Rocket then getting Superboy out. It was... I understand that, you know, it can't be that easy, but it's very frustrating. I'm like, guys, <laughs> we have five episodes left. And... Um, it's like a pattern. Nobody wants to finish up an ep- off a season good. Well, we, we still have some time. And uh, I, I think Young Justice will tie it up as neatly as they can by the end of it. Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, it's on next season. It, be- it better get renewed. Um, one more thing is that when we left Santana and she couldn't figure out what was going on with Superboy, she said we might need to enlist a detective for help because magic wasn't working. So I think this might be a gateway into Nightwing's arc if mm. he is the detective that she was referring to. And so I hope that's what it is cuz then it will go with my theory, well, it's Your theory. theory at this point that everyone in the opening scene has in the opening credits of the show has their own arc and we have yet to see anything from Nightwing this season. Ah. Well, this is a good episode. Um, Tamar, the the planet he was referring to, not failing again. Like he was referring to Krypton, 
uh and then he, he was in charge of krypton he was in charge he 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 didn't get back in time to save krypton they they had a plan uh the guardians had a plan to save the planet because uh superman was being scouted to be a green lantern and they wanted to save the planet but he i forgot why he got uh delayed but they were going to save krypton and he didn't get back in time um it's funny, I was talking to Tasha earlier today um, about the detective part. I'm actually surprised that they that they haven't, that they didn't investigate the murder scene at this point. Like, uh, I know uh, the Justice League, again, it's comics, I know. Um, they tend to investigate their own, you know, murders or whatever, um, and they bring in their own people. Um, uh, identity crisis comes to mind. Uh, they did the uh, investigation internally. Uh, they brought in like everybody to try to find out who killed uh, uh, Sue. Uh, what's her last name? Dilby. What's, what's Plastic Man's last name? Dinby. Dinby. Yeah. And uh, you know, they said uh, detective and in, in the league it could be a couple people, but it's probably Batman, somebody from Gotham, Nightwing. It's a couple detectives in there. It's a good episode. Mhm. I can't wait. Yep. I love that you guys keep me up to date on this because it's like it's either you or YouTube that I go to. So I rather lean on you guys instead of YouTube. <laughs> oh man, sticking on the small screen, we're gonna go um, Star Trek, Picard, and well, the season finale. Yep. And uh, New Worlds is it New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can. Skim through Picard real quick. Um, the uh, the whole the whole series, or not series, but this particular season came full circle now. Um, after the Agnes Queen left, um, they were kind of stuck on Earth trying to figure out how to get back home, and it it's kind of disappointing that they they it just ended up being Q being like, okay, never mind, just joking. Let's go back to your time. Even gods <laughs> have favorites. Yeah, he kind of uh, professed to himself that he was the way he was because he liked Picard and they were friends. And he just didn't know how to actually be a friend to a person without being a dick all the time. So he wasn't dying? <laughs> no, he is. Oh, no, he was. Yeah. Oh, okay. but it, it, he used yeah. he used his last snap to send them back. Oh, wow. But he, he wasn't expecting Picard to come up and hug him. And, you know, he had like a really strange look on his face. So. Yeah, they got back to their own time, and um, can we talk? Apparently, about the <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Wesley. <laughs> oh yeah, we got a we got a cameo from Will Wheaton. Uh, he uh, he showed up to take um, take Corey into the Travelers. I don't remember from the the um, the Next Generation. There was a advanced race, I guess, of people who they had. Lobster claw hands, but Will ended up as as um, Doctor Crush as Doctor Crusher's son as as Wesley Crusher ended up being inducted into one of them because his intelligence and how smart he was. So after I think like the I don't even know like maybe the fifth season you didn't see Wesley anymore, and then you he he popped up I think in the last Star Trek movie sitting next to his mom, but he's essentially almost like a celestial being at this point. 
and he, he showed up on Earth, and apparently the organization he works for are the ones who run the Watchers. They're the ones who send people through the time stream to make sure specific figures don't get interrupted. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, he's like an overseer now. It's pretty interesting. I have a question for you, Rob. Um, how did he? Um, how did he leave the show again? I know he was in Starfleet, and he got kicked out of Starfleet, and then he. How did he? How? Who? There was somebody that was on the show early and then came back for him, and, they, and that's how he exited the show. But I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, um, I want to say the last episode that we saw Will on was the one where the Federation were forcibly relocating a planet of Native Americans because the Cardassians had taken over that that, that sector and it was part of a peace treaty. Mm-hmm. And Will was there to try to, you know, it's immoral and all the other stuff. And then, yeah, it was the same, the same Watcher guy came back and, and basically told him to come with him and then they disappeared into a flash of light and yeah, they're gone. But yeah, that was the last time you saw him. But yeah, he showed, this is the, he didn't have a speaking role in, in Nemesis. He was just sitting there next to Beverly, but in this one, yeah, he comes around the corner to Corey and is like, you want to hear my recruitment speech? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's Will Wheaton. <laughs> that was, that's the, the one thing I was super excited about. <laughs> yeah, that one totally caught me off guard. Out of everything else on this season, that completely caught me off guard. I had no idea he was going to show up. I think but he even said the, he wasn't going to. He's like, I wasn't yeah. asked. Well, he was He was doing, he does the after show like they yeah. used to do with like The Walking Dead. He does the after show for the, the new Trek series. He interviews all the cast and crew and and everybody I don't, I'm not sure what that is on. It might be on HBO or it could be on YouTube. I can't remember. Okay. But the uh, basically the entire series, minus the, the Q shenanigans, he was just kind of there to, to do his own thing. But there was some sort of transwarp explosion coming, and that's what the Borg knew were happening. And she had intentionally shown up in Federation space got attention, took control of all of their ships to create a shield so it wouldn't destroy the gal- the, the, the galaxy that they're in. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah and, and, again, the Borg Queen is Agnes. So Agnes yeah, full circle. Playing, yeah, and Agnes was playing the song that Picard knew that he, he had a conversation with from his about, mother. From his mother, and that it gave him, it made him feel calm. Oh, my gosh. That yeah, so you can't miss young. an episode this series, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be like, wait, what? All these temporal uh, paradoxes and, and, and time loops things. Yeah, you, you kind of have to pay attention to the whole thing. That's not fair. <laughs> it's, not, it's not fair at all. But, I mean, at least Picard got to profess his love for the Romulan he's been, uh, who's been working at his house. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. I got to catch up because... The past couple yeah. of weeks, you talked about the show, and it was just like, "Oh, really? X Files on you know Star Trek?" So I like that episode though; that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think the next season is going going to be something about this this transwarp conduit because normally the Borg are the ones who use them to traverse very long distances, but this one was a different color, and they even they didn't know where it was coming from. So and and uh, yeah. Agnes said she would; they were going to be the Borg was joining the Federation. To be the Watchers of the Wall, was it? Like, what? Pro- provisional, yeah, provisional yeah. Uh, um, 
uh, what is it? Just membership of the Federation to be like a, a gatekeeper, essentially, to whatever might come through that that portal. Something, man. See. Yeah, this is this this show is for the this show is for like the nerdy hardcore of the of the <laughs> TNG because there are callbacks and there is all this one probably had more techno babble than even Discovery, and wow. the new this new season of uh, Strange New Things we'll just talk about in a second. Oh yeah, yeah, Strange New Worlds. That's a great segue, man. I love the show. It was a. Uh, admittedly, I did not watch. I talked to Rob about this earlier. I did not watch season two of discovery or you know the most recent seasons um but this is a callback to pike who was apparently a captain on season two and he is apparently a badass and going into the the strange new worlds it was amazing it was so fun it it reminded me of all the fun things that star trek could be it reminded me of a lot of a uh, tng a little bit of humor a whole lot of of great leading and the characters are great. It kind of made me sad when they opened up and they showed all the red shirts. I was like, oh, y'all go die, every one of y'all. <laughs> so it was uh, it was good to see um, Ahura as a as a young ensign. And the doc made me the doc made me happy. The doctor was really a really good character. So overall He sounded like he was from Wakanda. Yes. That that was very true. He had a very distinct accent. It's like, are they trying to like do the crossover thing? I don't know, but um, but uh, you know, according to uh Marvel Mappery, Wakanda and Kenya are right next to each other. I mean, right T Q. Am I right geographically? Got me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think I'm right. If you don't believe me, you can Google it because. You can actually Google where is Wakanda and it will show you like a a little map where it puts it right there in the middle of uh, Africa. But overall, the show was amazing. I thought it was fun, had a great pace to it, and the characters were definitely memorable overall. Terrence, you check it out? You get to I know you're a Trek guy. I did. I was uh I was I was very excited to check this one out. I, I didn't think I was gonna get a chance to, but I found some time on my schedule today. And yeah, it was um, everything I've been needing from Trek. Um, I hadn't I hadn't seen the second season of Discovery or any of the subsequent seasons, but I I I know what happened in them, and I know Pike's story. And um, you know, I've seen some scenes of Anson Mount from the second season, and I like Rebecca Romaine, so I was looking forward to you know, seeing them in the show and it lived up to the trailers. I, it just had a fun bubbly adventuring nature to it. The special effects were good and there, you know, it didn't, you know, there was nothing kind of dark or overly serious about it. It just seems like they're just going to bounce around and, you know, have adventures. Like uh, I'm sure there's going to be a little serialization and a through line for the, for the season overall, but it looks like we're kind of going back to old Trek a little bit where each episode can kind of do its own thing and be a self-contained story unto itself. And that's kind of one of the things that I've missed most about Trek where, you know, the, the old, the, the overall story for the season doesn't have to be about trying to save 
the galaxy from some, you know, universe ending event. You know, we're just bouncing around, you know, just seeing what's on the horizon, just, you know, seeing what's next, you know, living up to the Star, to the Star Trek mantra, you know, seeking out new life and new civilizations. So it was just really cool. Just uh, uh, the, the characters are fun. I especially like the uh, the Christine Chapel character. She was uh, she was she was funny. Which one was uh, that? She was the oh Chapel the uh, the doctor yeah. the, the doctor one in white yeah the, the doctor assistant yeah with the bleach blonde hair yeah she was funny yeah um, yeah so uh, yeah I, I I like I said it just had a real sense of cool adventuring to it. Uh, something that I just feel like I haven't gotten from, from Trek in a little while. So I'm looking forward to seeing where else they go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's been a little dry the past couple of years. I think TNG kind of TNG deep space mind. And then right at the very end was uh Voyager, right? That was a sequence. Yeah. And well, enterprise came after Voyager, but that, yeah. we don't talk about enterprise. <laughs> no, It's like enterprise and Bruno. Enterprise. <laughs> like no 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 <laughs> was that like right after um voyager ended i thought the timing of it was just really bad like i don't i don't care yeah they rolled the clock back really quick on that one yeah yeah well i mean at one point tng d space nine and voyager were all going at the same time yeah 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 because tng they docked into ds9 and then that's how they introduced the cisco character and all the rest of that stuff it's kind of yeah and then the voyager was sent out from dfc9 to follow the maquis into the badlands which is right outside of the cardassian space so that's all around the same area yeah yeah and, and all those shows were like late 90s early 2k UPN. yo yes, yes, yes. yep <laughs> Wow, put that back. No, I don't want to feel that out right now. Put that back yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. Before the CW, before the WB, there was UPN. Yeah. And it's like I I, I enjoyed the first season of Discovery. I just know I don't know why I, I well I think I just didn't want to pay to watch anymore. <laughs> that was so me. I just yeah, that so uh, that was me because I think I I think I bootlegged the first season. <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> Megan waving her finger yeah, at you, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I think I bootlegged the first season, and then I just never. Then I actually did pay to see the first season of Picard, and I enjoyed it. But I think I enjoyed it more just because of nostalgia. I just enjoyed having Picard back on the small screen more That's fair. than I actually enjoyed the story as a whole. And it took me yeah. a while to actually admit that to myself. But when I really look back at each individual episode and the story as a whole, it didn't really hold up. The episode, my like my favorite episode from that season was the one where he linked up with um, Riker and Troy because that just hit me in all the feels. And it mm -hmm. wasn't just nostalgia. That was actually, I think, the most well-written episode of the show. But I felt like this uh, premiere episode of Strange New Worlds was just one of the best written Trek things in a long time. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, dark and brooding like a lot of uh, the first season of Picard was. And it wasn't trying to be, I felt like it wasn't trying to be too hip and too modern like Discovery was. It just knew what it wanted to be and it just did it. Like, it, it, like, it wasn't afraid to kind of be... Uh, a throwback to like old Trek 
but it wasn't trying to be too hip and too modern either. It just it just told its story and just had fun doing it along the way. Yeah, it, it seemed like it came easy to them, even though I got tired of hearing it's classified and he only said it like three or four times. It kind of bugged me out because I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, but it's it's classified. But then, oh no, it's fine. You can just tell tell her in front. Like like the one thing you were told is don't talk about discovery. Like Fight Club. Yeah. <clears throat> and <laughs> um, Pike is like telling number one, uh, what's it, number one, it, it's fine. Just just say whatever it is. And they're like, okay, well, when we, when Discovery went back and went into the future, it's like, really? She's, she's right there. That's the one thing we don't talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how many, if, if you do that one time, how many times in the future is this going to happen? <laughs> I didn't see... I had to I had to text Rob and was like, "What am I missing here?" And he explained it to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." And I said, "Do I have to go back and watch all the missing seasons of Discovery?" He said, "No, just watch season two. That's all I need right there." Yeah. He said, "Period." And uh, but yeah, it was it's kind of weird in, the, in you know in that sense. The one thing that so. <laughs> I watch a lot of Canadian TV and that was the one thing that I laughed about is a lot of those the actors on the show are like pretty big, big in different Canadian TV shows. And even the girl in the beginning of the episode, the other captain that was with Pike, um, yeah. that's Melanie Scarfino. She was the main character in Winona Earp and she's on a TV show oh. called Letter Kenny. So okay. she's, I mean, she's a, pretty I mean pretty big sci-fi actor or actor in Canada so for her to have like that small role she's definitely coming back at some point okay so yeah since he was a captain too yeah yeah it was it was a you know it was great is anybody else watched it besides I, I, I loved it it was no. really enjoyable yeah oh, it was Megan. great yeah yeah you dug it right Oh yeah. Maybe. yeah, I'm. I can't. I can't wait to watch the rest of the series. I like everybody that's been in it. So, and because I watched Discovery, it made <laughs> all the other little throwbacks made sense. Yeah, so. I was excited because I saw new faces, and I think that I can't remember the guy's name, the actor's name that plays uh, Pike. Anton Mount. Yeah, he reminds me of a bulky um, Oliphant. Hmm. You know, and I looked at him. I was like, no, that's not old boy that Rob said he was. And I looked it up. I was like, yeah, that's him. And then I Googled both of their pictures and put them side by side. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Black Bolt. Terrence, come on now. We know what our black is. That's a a mouthful. Weeks later, we'll talk about that. But. Uh, Star Trek has a has a great future in this show. I think so. I really it's going to be good. Hopefully, the writing doesn't like do the whole let's go like we talked about earlier, two or three episodes high, and then just like ride out the wave. Let's not do that. Yeah, I think it's going to do what T-, T said. There there might be an underlying something in the background, but for the most part, we're going to see Monster of the Week episodes until some kind of culmination we get. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Give me you know. They probably looked back and said, this is what the pattern was in the late 90s with TNG. Let's go back to this as opposed to trying to tie everything up in a nice, pretty yeah, I, I I like the aesthetics of this show, too. Like, it it looks like the old Enterprise with just modernized special effects around it. They didn't try to 
you know, upscale the technology that they were using. It still had the the big radar dish in the middle and the big red glowy things for their engines. It just looked like it's made with like the current materials that they do it in Star mm-hmm. Trek. And uh, Romeka Romaine actually insisted that they go back to the skirts like they used to in the TNG or the uh, the original series episodes. Really? So they wanted to be even more accurate, and she was the one who pushed for it. I like that. I like that. Her character, I like I said, regrettably, I didn't watch two, three, or anything following, you know, one of Discovery. She's right? even more badass than Pike is. Mm-hmm. Oh. The new number one. Who watched um, The Expanse? Anybody on the panel watch The Expanse? I got, I think, the first three seasons down. First season. Do, do you remember The Martian? The, the female, I can't, she was a Martian, but she reminds me so much of the new number one that actually is now the security officer on um, Strange New World. Oh, yeah. Uh, the descendant of Khan. Yeah. She reminds me of the, she was like the second in command for one of the rebel, the, the OTAs. Um, I can't. Yeah, remember I, I remember her, her now. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, she reminded me of her. That's why I like that character a lot. It's got a, you know, bright future. Hopefully they can hold, hold altitude on this one. And, you know, Make us happy. Hopefully. Um, on to the video game front. Square Enix sold their what was their their Western publishing agency? Uh Eidos uh Montreal, something like that. Yeah, Square Enix, they sold off their uh they sold off their uh, their Western studios, Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal. So that means IPs like Tomb Raider, uh, Days X, uh, Thief, um, uh, back catalog of 50 other games. Uh, <laughs> the Avengers and uh, any of the Avengers pro- or Marvel projects that they were working on. Yeah. So this was um, apparently they had lost about $200 million on the... Avengers and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game alone. So this was kind of a way to kind of offload those losses because they, the Embracer group bought those uh, studios for $300 million. So they kind of cut their losses there because it seemed like they weren't really making much money off the, the, the Tomb Raider games and those other Which are IPs. great, though. They're wonderful games. But they were, only, they were only selling in the West. They weren't selling in Japan at all. Are you serious? Wow, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So, and there's a, there's a lot of speculation. This comes up all the time. But there's a lot of speculation that Sony is with that Sony's going to buy Square and that offloading these studios help put them in a better position to uh, sell themselves to uh, sell themselves to Sony. Uh, I mean, there's there's rumors out there. There's nothing really solid though. This rumor kind of comes up all the time, so it could, you know, it 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 could, it could go either way. Now we know Sony and Microsoft they've kind of been in kind of an acquisition war for the last year now. One one company grabs this studio, and then the other company grabs this studio because we saw uh, Microsoft. They're still in the process of all the red tape with the government buying Activision, and then Sony 
they bought Bungie. Now, with the Bungie acquisition, that made a lot of sense for Sony because we know what Sony does best with their exclusives is they uh, make great single-player franchises. You got the Horizon games. You got the Last of Us games. You've got now, um, what's the last uh, big one that that they did? last uh ip um the spider-man games game. well spider-man no, too yeah, yeah, yeah. spider-man and uh what's the other new ip that they did a couple years ago uh the samurai ghost game. shuma ghost, oh, ghost, ghost shuma. shuma so we know that uh when it comes to uh like amazing single player story driven games they're great when it comes to those exclusives but uh, the one thing they haven't really been able to do is uh like big uh, multiplayer games and that's the reason they acquired Bungie because we know what Bungie does is um, Destiny so they acquired Bungie to be able to help them develop uh, exclusive uh, games as a service Uh, as far as Sony wants that live service money exactly exactly Uh, so and what Microsoft does best is uh live service games and they've got they've got game pass what they haven't been able to do is what what sony does with the uh single player story driven games so that's why they went out and bought like activision and and bethesda sony doesn't really need to acquire square they could if they wanted to but square already gives them games anyway i mean they always they always get the first shot at all the brand new final fantasy games i think the next final fantasy game i think final fantasy 16 is exclusive to uh, the ps5 um Mm. final fantasy 7 remake i think still hasn't shown up on the xbox yet that was only supposed to be a like a one-year exclusive deal it still hasn't shown up on the xbox yet i think it just went to the pc last year so Sony really doesn't need to buy them to to get any benefit because it's doubtful that Microsoft would try to acquire them. It's really hard for American companies to go out and acquire uh, Japanese game studios because there's a lot of laws in Japan that prevent American companies from just going out and mm-hmm. acquiring Japanese studios. Yep. And uh, Japanese studios usually don't want to be acquired by American companies anyway. They kind of just like to, uh, they, in a sense, they kind of like to stick to their own, be acquired by other Japanese companies if they're going to sell at all. And the laws are just set up differently over there. So if Square was looking to be purchased, it would be, it would be Sony as opposed to Microsoft. But if they're not looking to be, you know, if they're not looking to be acquired, Sony doesn't need to do anything. I think Square is valued. I mean, yeah, I think Square Enix is valued at around maybe five point nine billion right now. That's if, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, really, what, what they mainly focus on is uh, Final Fantasy games. They got Final yeah. Fantasy, and really, what else do they do? I mean, obviously, it's making them money. They're worth five point nine billion, but. Yeah. Uh, Sony, Sony's going to get the games. They all, all the, all of uh, Square's major releases sell the best on uh, PlayStation hardware. So Sony doesn't need to buy a 
a $6 billion company unless they think someone else is going to come in and, and, and swoop in and buy them. We know Nintendo's not going to swoop in and buy Square because <laughs> there, there'd be no point. They cannot take no. advantage of... They couldn't use them properly. They, 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 yeah, they could not properly take advantage of what Square can do. It, it'd be like trying to put uh, a Lamborghini engine in a Ford Pinto. It's like... Yeah, no, nobody wants to play Final Fantasy VII Remake in potato mode on the Switch. Yeah. So we know <laughs> Nintendo is no threat to buy them out, and Microsoft is not going to do it. I mean, it had it, been rumored for years that Microsoft was going to buy Sega, and that still hasn't happened yet. So there's probably no, no threat that Microsoft is going to buy Square. So like I said, Sony could do it if they just want to make a splash and say, hey, you know, Square's ours. You guys are never getting another... Final Fantasy or other, you know, JRPG again, but they really don't need to spend the money. You just spent no. all this money on on Bungie, and you know, you got everything kind of sewn up. They've they got the single player games now. They now they're getting all this expertise from Bungie on how to develop, uh, you know, live games as a service. You really don't need to, to spend the money if you don't have to. Nobody on get this all panel. The, yeah, you're gonna get all nope. you're gonna get all the Square games, so you don't have to. <laughs> Nobody on the panel knows anything about Bungie games at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> as long as they keep the, as long as they don't mess with Destiny, I don't, I don't, they can do whatever. But like I, I know. Uh, why do you, Bungie, why you go kick the cow that produces, man? Seriously. Well, yeah, uh, but I, I know Bungie. Uh, they, they're, um, I know they're working on another project. Um, like they put. Uh, clues in their games uh like uh there are destiny clues in halo and um apparently the clue to their next game they're working with is on the moon and destiny and no one can figure out what it is so <clears throat> long as they keep I, that I can't going. i can't wait for somebody to actually get a destiny killer right because i'm like 240 bucks into <laughs> destiny killer games and i haven't found one yet it's not Apparently in the cards, Destiny can't even kill itself, man. Like no one else is going. To, like, like we we just we just play it until they fix the issue, and uh, it just keeps just keeps going. Like they're they've gotten better. They like they they're only got they've only been getting better as the years go by. Hey, Rob, what do you, what do you got to say, man? Uh, just a quick note while we're talking about acquisitions, the state of New York is actually. Uh, suing the CEO of uh, the former CEO of Activision Blizzard, um, stating that he is unfit to be negotiating the sale of his company, and he thinks he's selling, um, he's selling Blizzard Activision to avoid culpability for all of his sexual misconduct allegations oh. that are against him. Wow. So I don't know if you guys noticed the reason why the stock dropped so low that they could be sold is because of all the allegations against specifically the CEO, Bobby Kotick, um, from many, 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 and a, an entire culture are built up around that it, in those offices. Jeez. And so, yeah, they're, they're kind of like, well, the timing is kind of fishy considering it was at the peak of all those allegations. California was already suing Blizzard for the, the workplace misconduct and now positioning himself to sell the company in order to try to get out of, you know, getting in trouble for all that stuff. Cut and run. Got to cut bait sometime. 
I mean, the dude's already probably got a huge golden parachute anyway coming to him as soon as Microsoft takes over the company. But uh, obviously, he doesn't want to have those uh, demons hanging over his head that he so rightfully deserves. Sheesh. Yeah, well, he's got speaking about close of to half a billion coming to him. Ooh. Speaking of Sue, you you saw the lawsuit against Netflix from its own shareholders. <laughs> oh yes, because the stock dropped so drastically, and they were like, "Oh, it's not a big deal. The the password thing is not a big deal." And then all the shareholders are like, "Why is my son's tuition not being paid this year?" <laughs> it's because it's like if it ain't broke, why why fix it? Man, yep. they are knocked over a hornet's nest now. Hey. It just just keeps coming with them. It's, you just don't wake a sleeping dog. It's just funny at this point. Well, listen, but you're going to hang out on Netflix because the trailer for season five of Cobra Kai just dropped today. And you're going to be around for a minute, so you can't say yeah. jack balls about that. <laughs> I got I to gotta find out what happens to uh, Joe Goldberg and in this. After that? Yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, did they did they show Hillary Swank? Nah, not yet. Nah, not yet. it's it's a good action scene though. They go down to Mexico. Yeah, uh, a little side note to uh, <laughs> Robert's uh, smart remark there. I watched that movie. That movie's so bad. Uh, the the what the the Karate Kid movie with Hillary Swank. Oh, yes, bad. Karate Kid. That was so bad. I saw it like last year at some point. It was so bad. I fell asleep twice. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and Mr. Miyagi was fighting on the dock and he beat See? somebody up and then the movie was over. Yep. Like, See, that's how I felt watching Snake Eyes last week. Y'all should have warned me. Do not. Yeah, I'm Joe just... movie? Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get off of that. <laughs> Netflix, man, their stockholders lost all that money because they were like, oh, the password thing is not really a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Well, Netflix dropped. Is- they keep increasing the prices. They keep increasing mm-hmm. the prices, and it's they don't realize that they're they've already been out compete. Like the competition's better than them. They've got a handful of of properties that people like, but they've lost ninety percent of the stuff that made them special. So, yeah. like, like just That's stop. True. Like, like only way they can especially salvage it- especially bringing in commercials. That's just BS right there. Yeah, they're they're not they're not worth the value. They're not worth the value. I mean, they've That's got true. HBO Max. There, there's um, Peacock, which is free. There's Tubi, which is free. Like, there's a bunch of these free, you know, studios. Out maybe there. it's maybe it's not our demographic they're shooting for anymore. Because I was actually on Netflix on my tablet, and I actually found they have like all these really cool free games. And I started playing one. It's actually pretty good. They have games on Netflix. You go onto their little Netflix thing and you download from either your Apple or your Android app store and you play these games. And uh, they're fun. I mean, but you don't have to pay for them. There's there's no pop-up. There's no, you know, play-to-win type. I mean, pay-to-win type of stuff. And uh, maybe we're not the demographic they want anymore. Maybe they're looking for the, you know, the people that are just eight months younger than Tasha. Like, you know, like... <laughs> 19 to 25 range so i don't know but good point q you know these people are losing money so now now it's affecting them they're like oh it doesn't matter to me and then all of a sudden it happens in your wallet and it matters all of a sudden screw these poor people who can't pay 20 bucks a month (laughs) exactly people in charge always release bad news around the same time they mention uh a pay increase like that's not good 
Like, kind of spread them out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not getting. You know, he's not getting paid more. The people working at call centers and all the people on the ground, they ain't getting paid more. They go jack up your prices. They, I'm get off my soapbox. Somebody come and kick that from under me. <laughs> Speaking of soapboxes, man. Uh, Megan brought up a great point before we came on live. What people, you spoilers out there, that want to just take all the joy out of other people's lives and spoil movies or TV shows or books or comics or anything like that, anime, manga, whatever it be. Why do you want, what brings you joy in spoiling stuff for people? Yes, you probably had the day off to go see the movie. And yes, you probably got to the store first or online first to grab a book. But why do you want to spoil it for everybody? Yo, midnight I mean, show, mid- midnight book release at, of Harry Potter and the de- uh, not Deathly Hall and the Half Blood Prince, <laughs> and people were yelling, "Snape kills Dumbledore!" Snape kills Dumbledore, <laughs> while people were still waiting online. See, that's what I mean. This is terrible. Why do you feel like, like you that? Do that like that scene from The Simpsons when the Homer walks out of watching Empire and is talking about the big twist in front of everybody in line. And everybody's like, "What the hell, man!" <laughs> exactly. There's no joy in that. You use some sad people. I know plenty of people that like to do that. They, oh, I got to the movie early and now I want to just post everything online. It's like, why? I don't get it. It's you know not, who it's you not, are. You know, you know who, who you are. You know who you is. <laughs> Y'all need to be ashamed of yourselves. You Quincy, what do you think about those people, man? I mean, is it is it something that you've experienced in your past that people that you know or pseudo know that just want to blow things up before everybody else can get to them? Does it make you feel uh, special? I don't. I don't know why they do that, and um, uh, it has to be some kind of um, attention grabbing thing. And I know. Um, on our page, there was a uh, there was an instance a long time ago. I won't say uh, who this instance with, but uh, Game of Thrones was ruined, and she was upset. She was upset with me. We had a uh, a discussion, and uh, we eventually, you know, patched things up and everything. But that was kind of like the purpose of like uh, spoiler posts, because like no matter how many times we say it, I'm just gonna talk about the multiverse page right now, no matter how many times we say it, like people just don't, like you don't understand, like, like we got to give people a moment to watch these movies and enjoy it the way you did the first time without being spoiled. Tasha, what was your quote? I can't remember what you wrote down in the chat. I don't don't mean to interrupt you, Q, but Tasha had it. She was like, she said something about how difficult is it for you to understand that this is where you oh, put yeah, stuff? Basically, basically, <laughs> I don't understand how the concept is just di- that difficult. Anything meme related, article related, photo related, anything related to the show or the movie goes in the spoiler post. It's not hard. <laughs> and what okay. sad people is that this is exactly what she sounds like when she says the same. And that's what I hear. And she's just like, I don't understand. I don't under. I don't understand. We've had this group for over five years. We've had spoiler posts for big movies like this for the long time now, and the culprits are those who have been in this group for over two years at least. They ought to know by now not Mm -hmm. to do that. I don't. I don't know why it's so hard. Dumases. So, Quincy, (laughs) continue, man. My bad. 
it's it's alright. It's I mean I mean that's really the basis of it. Like comics are life, but sometimes we have other other lives to live before we come back to this. Give some people a chance to enjoy the movie. Uh, I I don't understand it. I don't. Um, you don't get any medals here for spoiling. <laughs> like like nowhere. And I and I usually don't comment on comic pages that I follow. I have been recently, and I, especially when spoilers are involved, I will just leave one simple sen- sentence like "take this shit down." <laughs> like like yeah. it's like this doesn't need to be up. Yeah. It's true, man. It's true. Because, you know, staying off of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook for the past three days now, it's like you got to flick fast or else I you're going to get spoiled. I told you guys, TMZ in, the, TMZ in the title of an article had a giant spoiler for Doctor Strange. Um, comicbook.com, uh, the, what is comicbook.com had... Because I, I, I just go, I scroll through the news section in on Facebook, and the titles of it are the spoilers. It's like, why are you doing this? I hope Marvel sues the shit out of you for ruining, so that, ruining that. I'm so happy that my news feed is filled with ads <laughs> of stuff that I've Googled <laughs> over the past two weeks that I know gets spoiled. I'm looking at printer paper and, and copiers and stuff like that. It's like, oh, this is great. No. No, they. Uh, it's terrible, Terrence. I know that you know. You have a feeling about this. Well, it's like the famous line: "Some men just want to watch the world burn." <laughs> <laughs> That's their whole motivation behind it. All right, listen. That may just maybe them. You know, Rob and I've had this conversation many times before. It's like, just all right, Captain, sit, sit down somewhere. <laughs> so. It's terrible. I mean, it, you don't get any medals, like Quincy said. There's no medals given out here. You're not going to be head of the class. You're just going to look like a douchebag, you know. Not to mince words, but if you know, if you want to sit here and run your mouth and make you feel better, then feel free. Yeah, it's the age of social media, and everybody just wants the me, me, me to yeah. get the clicks, get the 15 minutes of everybody looking at them for a second. No, bitch. those are sad, man. I'm I'm not going to point fingers. That's just a sad life to live. Period. Yeah, I mean that's like when I when uh, um, when Peacemaker was on, they had that finale, and the, I was scrolling through YouTube, and somebody had a clip art of the Justice League in their shadow. That, that was the first thing I saw that morning. posted exactly so at the end and after midnight. I'm like, you really waited and just posted this the second it aired, and just for everybody else to see. Gotta be that first one, man. Yeah, I I unfollowed people on IG like a couple days after No Way Home. Now I already I had already seen it by then, but I said, all right, if you're spoiling this, you're gonna spoil something else that I might not get a chance to see right away. So I was like, I gotta be done with you. It was like, now we was like we was like we like we still cool. Like it was like it was somebody that I <laughs> that I followed that I was, it was somebody that I kind of know, but it was like. We're still cool, but if you're doing this for this, you're going to mess up something that I want to see later on that I might not get the chance to see right away. Like, I've been lucky that the last few event movies that I got to see, like the Thursday night preview, but there's going to come a time where I can't, you know, you know, wiggle my way around, you know, my schedule like that. And I'm going to have to wait till, you know, Saturday or Sunday or maybe even Monday. So I said, yeah, you messing this up? 
you're going to mess something up down the line that I can't get to see right away. So, you know, that's what, yeah, you got to go. I did the same thing. Uh, unfollow the page and IG. And I commented, like, why did you put this up? And he basically said, I did it so I can get clicks, essentially. I was like, okay. Like, yeah. Unfollow. You sold yourself for a click or a thousand. That's insane. And I'm sure Tasha, <laughs> I'm sure, Tasha, I know that, does it happen here a lot with manga and anime? I know that it usually drops out east first, and then it kind of trickles its way this way. Sometimes I'll see news articles about something that has happened in a manga. Any big ones, like Black Clover. Oh, it's been so hard not to say anything. (laughs) The headline is like, Black Clover does this with this character's ability, or you know, someone just got a major upgrade. Even my hero, they're like, okay, we're looking into how Deku got this. this." And I'm like, and I understand that I basically put myself in this predicament because I choose to only follow the anime, which Mm -hmm. is going to be severely behind from the book. But I don't know how soon after the chapters release these articles come out. That's something Megan will have to answer. Yeah. But my it's, guess is it will be immediate. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I read I read Black Clover online and something enormous just happened. Like, enormous just happened. And they're taking a three-month break because of it. Like, because they want to um, start a new arc. That's- that's not a break. That's not a break. That's you're not together anymore. <laughs> well, they so they don't have the full arc yet, and they just literally dropped an atomic bomb on the entire show. Well, the manga, and it. I want to say within a day and a half, it was everywhere. Like everywhere you could possibly imagine and it's such a huge spoiler that it could it could ruin the series for somebody who hasn't who's not up to date with the manga yeah like if if you guys if you guys saw it and you watch it or you heard it it could it could ruin a whole bunch of the arc because it'd spoil it well, thank God the MCU is so far behind on the timeline that we, <laughs> we're not going to get spoiled but, on anything. But we don't. So the movie, the Black Clover movie, is it coming out until at least next year? At least. Mm-hmm. So we won't. You won't be able to actually see it. I mean, we don't even know if it's going to be in the movie. So you know. It, it's a whole new world over there, coming from the east to the west as opposed to the west to the east. Mm. Oh, man. Stop spoiling stuff, people. We don't appreciate you for it. We don't like it. Um, I speak for the whole panel. They can speak for themselves. I'm speaking with them right now. Just stop. You're not, you know, you're not special. You had a day off on Thursday or you got to the comic shop before anybody else. You woke up at 3 a.m. to watch Moon Knight. That's your problem. That is your. If you did that, you're a sad individual. After episode one, you're a sad individual. <laughs> Period. So, man, 
<laughs> it does piss me off because I know I have a, I have a good friend that does certain things. That's why we call him the captain. So he'll be here later on. Tomorrow, today is actually Friday the 6th of May, for the record. Tomorrow's free comic book day. And if you're listening to this and you don't know what free comic book day is, I think we have to have a talk. Please email us at multiverseunlimitedpodcast at gmail.com. You like that plug, Tasha? I know you do. Yes. <laughs> Very much. Um, is, who has the list up? Anybody have the free comic book day list up? I know Jay Pat was talking about it earlier, but he's uh, he's got things to deal with. His son just turned a year older, man. Congratulations, Jay Pat. Woo. I know you're going to hear this a week later, but congratulations, man. Family's amazing. Uh, so, there's there's an Avatar, um, X-Men, Avengers, Judgment Day, Uh-oh. Bloodborne, uh, Bunny Mask, a Donald Duck, <laughs> um, Electric Black Children of Cain. That's um, the that's whole title? Yeah. Uh, the ho- Oh, The Hollow. That was a what's it called show? That was a Netflix show. Okay. Um, Joanna and the Impossible Monsters, Marvel's Voices. I like um, the Marvel's Voices series is actually pretty good. I want to talk about that one day in the comics, man. They have some really good stuff. Um, there's a Pokemon. Oh, a Red yes. Sonia. Pokemon for my boy. I'm going to take him out to the comic shop tomorrow. We're going to pick up some free stuff. That'll be fun for them. Guardians of Fukushima. The th- the Three Stooges. <laughs> really? Yep. Uh, Winchester Mystery House Hundred Year. I don't know what I that is. I heard that one. No. So. We're going to have a full bag tomorrow. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Hey, Terrence, when are you going to take your boy to his first free comic book day? Is that tomorrow or next year? Uh, when he stops ripping paper apart. <laughs> oh. Usually, so- if he gets a book in his hand, if it's not like uh, if it's not one of those books that's got like a thick hardcover and it's got what? like the, the really thick pages that you can't really tear. Yeah, the cardboard books. Yeah. 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 If, if, Board if, if, books. If a, yeah, if it's if it's a flimsy book, he's gonna tear it. So whenever my <laughs> wife comes home with new books and she leaves them where he can get to them, I'm like, why are you doing this? He's just gonna destroy them, put them up somewhere, or else we can't read them to him. <laughs> What's the point of buying a book to read to him if he's gonna rip it up? Put it where he can't get to it. <laughs> so you taking your kids out for uh, FCB? I'm taking you, Pepper. You taking you taking the kids out to uh, free comic book day? No, no, Doctor Strange tomorrow. Oh, you got to run errands again. You can take your kids with you. No, 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 no. This is just me. Oh, I can dig that. I <laughs> can. Tomorrow. Not tomorrow. You taking Pepper, Megan? You said I am. I'm taking Pepper. Pepper and I are gonna go there, go to the comic book store first, and then we're gonna go to Taste of El- uh, the Taste of East Cobb. Try East. a bunch of food. <laughs> oh, like street festival? Yep, it's a street food festival. Okay, Cobb is in Cobb County. Cobb is uh, is it? Yeah, is East okay. Cobb County? Yeah. Yes, that's for the K K A. No C O. Nope, C O B. Oh, the Cobb. oh. Cob. Like corn on the cob. <laughs> okay. With an extra B. Ru- 
Rob, you heading out to India to get anything free for CBD? I'm going to try to get that Dark Crisis one. The comic book shop that I normally go to is right across the street from the galaxy that we go see movies to. So if we manage to see uh, Doctor Strange tomorrow, I'll definitely hit the shop first. Oh, heck yeah. My closest comic shop is like 10 minutes from here, which is sad, but, you know, it's still drivable. It's still drivable. Anything on the comic front? Anybody? I know it's. I know Mike's not here, but he has some, you know. I I haven't read anything, but I am I am going to try and get out to get that uh, that X Men Avengers Judgment book because that's ah. that's the only event that I'm looking somewhat interested in, uh, just because um, it's got an interesting premise. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not into the whole hero versus hero thing, but the premise is interesting because now the Eternals are getting involved. The the premise mm-hmm. is that the Eternals have determined that mutants are now deviants and their whole thing is that, you know, the Celestials have uh, told them that, hey, you have to destroy deviants. So now they've deemed that uh, mutants are deviants. So now they're going after the mutants and now the Avengers are getting involved with, with, uh, yeah, now the Avengers evolve. So it's going to be Avengers, X-Men, Eternals. And so trying to see how that pops off. Are we going to have an argument between Mike and Quincy? That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm interested in that one, uh, too. I don't. I actually think the Avengers are not going to try to... Um, um, I don't know, get in conflict with either one of them. I, I'm really curious how this is going to go down. Um, I'm reading... Um, Batman Beyond Flashpoint, and that's going to be probably um, one that's of the, the better one. series this this year. Uh, that's the first one two with uh, Big Wayne on the yeah Thomas Wayne. Yeah, um, it's a very interesting premise. Um, two issues in, and um, this is like Johns at like his uh, at his best. Uh, okay, and like this is going to be. I'll be disappointed if this one doesn't in strongly and um it's been great it's probably the best thing i've read uh this year the two issues really hmm okay i've been catching up on that the new dr strange book where his you know strange is dead in the books now like dead dead spoiler alert then his uh his wife was it from another dimension Uh, she she takes over yeah Clea, Clea, whatever her name is, she takes over, and then Doom kicks in the door. He was like, I demand to be Sorcerer Supreme. She's like, uh, no, that's not how this works. And it was it's it's pretty cool. I like the way it's written so far. It's definitely dark. I mean, I don't know how super light strange books have been over the years, but I think that this is it's a good jump. It's a really good jump. So any all right. No other comic news, Terrence? Uh, no news. Um, I remember I was discussing Thor with some of you guys in a, in a group chat last week, the uh, the funeral for Odin. And mm-hmm. I think I, I still didn't finish it because I was having – it was one of those, uh, it was one of those uh, art jam issues where you had uh, a lot of different artists offering – Wasn't that the eight pages. stories and yeah. eight stories and 16 pages, something like that type yeah. of joint? Yeah. So you had a lot of different – 
yeah, it's an art jam book where you had a lot of different artists offering pages. Some of them were were throwbacks to to uh, like uh, previous stories. Mm-hmm. And I was having a hard time getting through it. It might have been late at night when I was reading it and just trying to get through the different stories and the changes in art. I was like, man, just, just, just get back to the to the main story. I, I can't remember if I even finished it or not to tell you the truth because I was just having a hard time getting through it. I, and I even I even remembered some of the original stories that the uh, that the that the that the flashbacks were were picking up on like the. The one story, the artwork was it was trying to play off of a a John Romita Jr. story from the like the, the mid to late nineties. I think it was Thor number twenty five from like nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. That was actually a pretty cool story where he fought uh, I think um, uh, Man God, I think. Yeah, so it was it was kind of interesting just because I I do that was one of the that's really one of the first Thor books that I bought before I started going back and buying some some classic Thor runs like the like the Walter Simonson stuff, but the 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 actual funeral parts of the Thor story were interesting, but a lot of the other flashback stuff and the changes in art weren't that interesting to me. So that was the last yeah that, that was the last comic book I read in the last few weeks, but. I'm interested in seeing where they uh, where they take things because it's been a really good Thor run so far. Yeah, that's what Quincy said. Quincy said it's been amazing. Now, let me ask you, like that, um, the Loki thing was kind of confusing, and I can only assume that was when he was um, doing the journey into the mystery when he was leading that magazine, uh, Loki. Like that was confusing. And, um, uh, the funeral was the best part. Um, Valhalla is, uh, is empty and like, I'm interested in, uh, where they go with that story. It, it, Thor has been good, uh, consistently good. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been a real good follow up, especially considering the, the epic run that, that Jason Aaron had on the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knights of Steel, they dropped their last, their most recent uh, magazine this past week. That was, no, not this past week, the week before last. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten some really good stuff going on. I noticed that Marvel actually dropped like a, what, the, the Knights of X-Men or the X-Men Knights or something like that. Something to kind of rival. I know what you're talking about. Knights yeah. X, yeah. Yeah. It's basically a, it's a continuation of Excalibur. Oh, Okay. Okay, I only saw the cover art and I read a little bit of stuff about it, but it, was, it reminded me of uh, the Knights of Steel. And, man, that's just some strange stuff. It's really cool. I mean, it's got the medieval you know, feel to it, which I like, kind of like Game of Thrones and D&D. And then you have basically Superman being not who Superman's supposed to be in this book. He's completely, wow, just way out there. Wonder Woman and the Amazons are insane, and it's just, it's really twisted. You got to check it out. Harley Quinn has a great role. I don't really like Harley in print normally, but her role in this book is pretty funny because she is just like between she's she's actually a court jester, 
but she plays devil's advocate and like Jiminy Cricket for a lot of people through the whole thing. And the arrows and the lanterns and the Kryptonian. If you haven't checked it out, please do. I mean, we're only, what, six issues in, and this is just like the halfway point. And check it out. The, the art's great. The storytelling's good. And you would anything that happens, you will not see coming. I guarantee you that because it's just phenomenal, phenomenal good stuff. It's kind of like lost issues or That's 12 issues? 12 issues, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we're at the halfway point right now. And the, the, the main villain is not even a, is not even a villain. The person screwing everything is somebody behind the scenes screwing everybody up. And it's kind of fun to watch, you know, develop. And, you know, uh Supergirl has a Supergirl has a prime role in this right now. And it's, it kind of gets twisted, but definitely check that out. All right. Freestyle time. The universe needs whatever you want to throw out into it. People. Anything. Well, uh, it's been a green lantern week. Uh, Rand, Randy dropped a trailer for uh, Green Lantern anime movie uh, with John Stewart. I saw in the that, lead. and it's it's about time. Like they've had like two Hal Jordan led, well, I don't say one Hal Jordan led uh, movie, and the other one was kind of uh, an ensemble. But it's good to see John uh, finally get a movie. I'll I'll be watching that for sure. Yeah, I saw the art. I hadn't watched the whole thing yet, but I saw the art of it. And uh, it looks looks pretty good, and the you know the early stuff that's coming out. What people are saying about it sounds amazing. Ah, oh, anybody got anything they want to throw out to the universe? Tasha. Well, right. yesterday I was oh, I was or not yesterday. Sorry, last week. Sorry to butt in there, but okay. <laughs> uh, I was uh, talking about being completely engulfed in cyberpunk. But I decided after doing a few. A lot of the end game when doing all the side missions, they get pretty repetitive and they're going to have a DLC next year. So I decided, okay, I'm going to just cut it off here. I'll pick it up again uh, next year when they have that DLC. But I did end up caving into the pressure of some employees and some customer or some some no. people I work with and got the Elden Ring. Oh. So now I'm in the the land between right now. Oh man, I'm I'm envious and mad at the same time. <laughs> It's it's not game of the year, in my opinion, like most game journalists and everybody has said it's been, but you can see that they it is the it's the epitome of their entire run from Demon Souls all the way to Sekiro, Dark Souls and Bloodborne all combined. All they, they they've done probably the the most they possibly can out of the engine that they've created. And it it ends up being a pretty decent game. It's not as hard because they actually a lot of the the things that they've added to the game actually make it a bit easier. Like they give you a, a parry system that they took from Sekiro, which has never been in any of those games. They give you the ability to summon allies to help you fight bosses, whether it be a a, a person, one of your friends, or a an NPC like a like a pack of wolves that'll help you fight. Wow. Um, but it's still Dark Souls. This is basically Dark Souls full for yep. it's a Dungeons and Dragons game where the the game master hates your freaking guts and <laughs> they have burned all of your players' guides because the game literally tells you nothing. I'm I'm waiting on it to drop below forty. If it's thirty nine ninety nine, it's below forty. I will definitely snatch it up. Then I just I'm wanting. I mean, you told me this earlier that you got it, and um, Captain Spoiler's got it too. 
And so we can we can run as a as a, as a you know a try head, and I want to try it out. I just have to wait for that sale a little bit, I, or I can go to Philly and grab Terrence's off of his shelf and, <laughs> and play his copy. Maybe maybe not. Sasha, what you got to throw out there? Yep. Uh, two things. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I started a show on HBO Max called Tokyo Vice. Yes. Um, so good. <laughs> For that me, I'm just like, yet. man, the, the the main character, that actor picked up Japanese so quick and so well. I'm in awe. Um, but the show is basically based on a book that a journalist wrote about his time well i'm assuming it's gonna be you know basically his life story it's said based off the book by him but um it's basically about this uh guy in his 20s who wants to be a journalist and he sets off for japan to become a journalist there um learns japanese takes the test to apply to work at a um at a um gosh it's not a is it a news yeah newspaper company um but he's getting kind of tangled up in some yakuza stuff without meaning to it's it's very interesting and if anybody wants to be sold on it ken watanabe is in this show so um the they released two episodes a week throughout the whole month of april i didn't realize it was two episodes so when i would watch one i'm like how am i two behind i just got caught up you pulled um, a mike jones on it. she didn't know it was there <laughs> i didn't when it when i first figured it out about the show only three episodes were up i was like okay cool and then all of a sudden there was like two more and then two more and there's only eight total um i got up through episode four maybe five i'm taking my time with that one because i'm watching you know i was watching moon knight young justice and just reading my book and portion number two playing horizon still i have not beaten it i have gotten 61 hours into this game (laughs) i am only at level 49 but i keep going in these side quests i can't help it yep I've I've just strayed away from the story. I've gotten to the point where I've gotten all three po- uh, components of Gaia, the first three, and now I have to go to Ted Farrow's lab and find something. I'm just like, nope, I'm going to go over here and do this quest. I'm going to go over there. And I'm having a ball. Just going through the ruins, I got the override for the metal flower, so I was going all the way back to all the different points where uh i couldn't do this section because the tool was missing i was like i'll get to the story later so do you guys said that the cap was 50 for the level yeah level cap yeah. 50 yeah i'm almost at 50 and i'm still i don't even know how far in the story i am but i'm about to just breeze through everything else because i keep doing the side quests hey, i'm with you i haven't I'm, I'm milking that game i'm getting my 60 bills out yeah. of it for sure yes you're, I feel uh, so relaxed just really playing at third. my own pace. You're, you're really taking your time this time, huh? Yep, I sure am. I yeah. I yeah. kind of... Yeah. But there's also a lot more to do in this one than the first game. There's so much more. And I, I... 
I just I do want to take my time with this go around instead of rushing to prepare for the second game. So I'll get in maybe two hours in the evening after work, but I try not to play uh, a whole lot until the weekend. So tomorrow I'll probably play a whole lot more. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so that's that's all I got. All right. All right. Anybody else? Want to Quincy's come? shaking no? his head. because no, you you uh you're you're playing the way I thought you would the first uh the first time now. The first game. Uh. Well, like I said, this true. if there if the first one, if I had played it when it first came out, yes, I probably would have played it the way I am now. But because I felt pressured to play it and before the second one came out, I just blew through it. And again, there was less stuff to do in the first one than there is in the second one. The second one just has, I can't believe how many side quests there were that I had piled up. I was like, no, we'll go over here for a minute. Whatever you say, Tosh, yeah, you play it how you want. (laughs) (laughs) There's no multiverse bucks at stake. (laughs) No, thank you. You saved me 50 multiverse bucks. I appreciate that. Megan, you said you want to throw something out there. What do you got? Yeah, the, we were talking about the Weird Al uh, trailer. Weird yes. just dropped. And um, I didn't realize it like it's just the untold true story, but it's really not a true story because it's like toward love affairs and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it just looks, to, to put it succinctly, weird. Isn't that uh, the same Daniel Radcliffe's all ripped? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say Harry Potter. That's not his name, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm sadly enough, I've owned about four or five Weird Al CDs in my whole life. Weird Al is a delight. I would yeah. love to see him at the Super Bowl. <laughs> him and Fifty. Only thing, only thing I've ever listened to from him was the song on the Transformers soundtrack. That's it. Oh. Really? That's it. Yeah. Weird Al is a national treasure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not debating that. It's just his Keep music. Him alive really, at all costs. It's not really. It doesn't resonate with me. No. Uh, like, yeah. Drop that, yeah. that weird L track. I'm gonna I'm gonna co-sign on Tasha's uh, praise of uh, Tokyo Vice. When it first dropped on HBO Max, I tried to watch with my wife. She saw subtitles, and her phone instantly went to Instagram. Her head was face down on Instagram. I was like, oh, I guess I'm watching this by myself, which was fine because then I, I got to just watch the episodes anytime I got a chance. I didn't have to wait to get home. If I was just sitting around at work and nothing was going on, I was like, oh, I'll just put on HBO Max on my phone and I'll finish watching these by myself whenever they drop the episode. So, And I was just com- completely immersed in it. It's like Tokyo, Yakuza, cops, like um, Ken Watanabe, I'm in. And I just love how they just completely immerse you into this world and they don't hold your hand. It's like, hey, if you want to keep up with this, you're going to have to read some subtitles and then they'll switch back to English for a little bit. And then they'll switch back to speaking Japanese. Like, hey, we're not holding your hand. If you're going to be into it, like, you just got to go all in. Like, whatever yep. language. Whatever. <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes some, some of the characters even speak speak Korean, too. So I just oh, love wow. the I just love the the all the all the all the subcultures in there and you know uh, the main character played by uh, Ansel Elgort just trying to navigate his way into this world and figure out where he Ow. fits in because I'm the, sorry <laughs> <laughs> what was that 
my cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that the cat or you? Was that like that was me cat? making fun of the cat. <laughs> okay. And then her oh, apologizing about the cat. Okay, I wasn't looking at I wasn't looking up at the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just neat because he's trying to He's trying to navigate his way. He's trying to get an uh, inroad in with with the with the cops. He's trying to figure out how cops solve homicides, and he's also trying to get an in with the yakuza. He's trying to figure. He's trying to get tips from the yakuza about some of the things that that they do, and kind of straddle both sides of the line. Make friends with the bad guys and make friends with the good guys, and you know, never, you know, committing uh, fully to either one. Right, because all at the end of the day, all he really wants is his scoop, because his main thing mm-hmm. is, you know, I just want to, you know, I just want to, you know, I just want my story, you know, I just want to get my story and get the truth out there. So he's just committed to getting the truth. Uh, I also finished Ozark. A couple. Of oh, ago. sit down. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. So that was a uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a good time. I th- I thought it came to a, a satisfying end. That's now that I have my wife back, we can actually finish it because applause to her last week. She graduated from grad school. She finished off her grad school and I'm very happy for her. But now I have her back. I haven't had her for three and a half years, but now I have her back and we can actually catch up on TV shows and all the rest of that good stuff that we used to do back in the day. Um, but we haven't gotten to Ozarks yet. And I've, 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 um, put it on the back burner because she's like, Oh, don't watch that without me. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I just watch anime and then she'll text me. What are you doing? Watching anime. Why aren't you watching? Because you told me not to. So I'm going to watch <laughs> um, Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm going to catch up on some MHA because that's what I like to do. And uh, speaking of like small snippet, you know, you know, MHA reminded me of the avatar blue people trailer that dropped this past week. Do we still care about the blue people avatar at this point? No. No, no. but it's going to make $2 billion somehow. It's, it's weird. I saw that they played the trailer at a movie I went to recently, and it's pretty, but the movie, the first one has been out like forever. It's like how nobody cared about the Matrix. What was this, Matrix 4 or 5 that came out recently? The bad one? 4, yeah. Four. And nobody really cared about it. Now they're going to drop another Avatar trailer. What is it? 15 years after the first one? Has it been that I long? I truly believe there's... Um, 13, I think. I, I truly believe there's a certain amount of time you have to release a sequel to a movie. After yeah. a while, it's just like you have to move on. And uh, uh, the first movie I really encountered that was Anchorman 2. Like The first one was brilliant. And the second one was like... It felt like 10 years later and everybody... Was 10 was years off. older? Yeah. It, it, it just it just didn't work, and Especially Matrix was like that. Especially uh, with comedies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's the same energy isn't it? Just isn't there, and no, the Matrix, it, Matrix is one of them too. It's just it was too late. I mean, speaking of of long hiatuses between first movies and second, we're finally gonna get next month. We're gonna get the new Tom Cruise Top Gun movie, and that's mm. been you know Rob shaking his head. That's been thirty, 30 years, years ago. <laughs> it's like. Do these kids know who Tom Cruise is? No. That that looks good though. Like, I'm gonna I'm watch gonna it. Watch no, it. no, 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 yeah, I no. I am. I'm. I'm all in for the movie. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I just think that their timing is crap because Man. it is. I mean, Goose's kid 
is in the same jet. It's like, all right, Tom, time to hang up your wings, buddy. Even, <laughs> you know, essentially you're, you know, almost retirement age. You're past retirement age for the military at this point, And you're still flying? All right, cool. I'm going to watch it because I'm nostalgic and I'm older. And that's the reason why I'm going to watch it. And I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think it's going to be. But it took 30 years for it to come out. So what do you do at that? Them finally being in some combat. Well, there was a little bit of combat at the end of the first one. Like Tom Cruise, like I will admire that he tries to do everything that's required for his movies. And uh, I'm not, did they really let him fly, or is this just special effects? Because I know he I tries know. to do everything. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't let him fly a jet in this one. Okay, yeah, he's sixty. But he's the perfect size to fit inside of a jet, though. He's yeah, like he's, a little action figure. He's a little man. He's, he's pocket-sized. <laughs> I would be surprised if this is bad, but not that surprised. Yeah, I think the first two acts are going to be amazing, and the third one's going to fall off. That's just a trend that's been going on with movies. I think it should just be released on Netflix, because it's clearly oh. not, not going to be that great. Well, I said it. I said, I said it. it. It's not going to be that great. I think it's going to be memorable. Memorable. I mean, if but, if you brought back Predator with Jesse Ventura, no, did Jesse Ventura is he Jesse alive? the Body Ventura? He did. Oh, he did. Okay, never mind. I was going to say bring back the whole Predator crew, but well, his character is dead. I don't think oh, he's I'll actually dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like when did he pass? Yeah, he got he got a plasma bolt to the chest in the movie. I'm not talking yeah. about in real life. In real life, okay. <laughs> Two governors in one movie. <laughs> California and Minnesota. Oh, I saw an article earlier today. Speaking of um, <laughs> Jesse the Body, reminded me of uh, wrestling and how Stone Cold Steve Austin proclaimed that um, Breath of the Wild is the best video game ever because Stone Cold said so. No, no, no. He, it was just, uh, it was just best Zelda game ever. Okay. Yeah. I don't want you guys to start flipping out. <laughs> Why do you always say Zelda's the greatest? Stop it. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Rick James. We invited Rick James onto the show. <laughs> yeah, it was just because uh, 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 Cody Cody Rhodes. He asked Cody Rhodes uh, what was the best Zelda game. He said Ocarina of Time, and then Stone Cold said, Nah, man, it's Breath of the Wild. Oh, see, that still that still hurts though. Hopefully, The Rock can come in and say, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn was the best. Put the SmackDown. Put the Smack the Smacketh Downeth. Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's laughing. Can you smell? <laughs> <laughs> what truly. the Rock is cooking? <laughs> I'm sorry. Truly, <laughs> that was that was a little. I'm sorry. That was that Jersey Georgia connection right there that came through. <laughs> I'm tired. It's I can dig it. I think we all are. And on that note, I think it's a good time to tie a knot in this uh, in this hose, cut the water off, let these people go to sleep. Um, if nobody else has anything else, we're gonna sign off of here. Emphatic nose, awesome. Well, listen, people, we really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you know appreciate your time. Um, we're creeping up on. Here's some news, guys. We're creeping up on 1,000 downloads for overall. So I think that's um, it's a pretty good number for us. So hopefully this will push us over the top. And, we'll, you know, we've been having fun doing it. And we really enjoy all your support and uh, all of what you do for us. So 
I guess until next week, this is Cosmic Lou with the Multiverse Illuminate Podcast. T-Money, Tasha, QP, Megan the Oracle, and Rob signing off. Until next week, we're out. Peace. Deuces. Bye. Catchphrase. <laughs>